Welcome to That's Rad Adventures in Life, Love, and Wedding Planning from the Pacific Northwest. I am Rad, the host of this lovely podcast in honor of Rad Occasions, and this is the fantastic Rob, husband, new dad, personal chef, spatial engineer, wedding day assistant. Did I get them all? Uh, chauffeur, uh... Well, is, there wedding, is there more? Is there more? I'm sure I could think of a few more if we had, you know, hours to talk about this. But no. Yeah, we don't. And I don't think anyone wants to hear us talk about that for hours and hours. But yeah, we are back. Finally. We took a little hiatus. We were going to have a new season in September 2021. But, you know, baby came early. So here we are. Um, he is out for a walk with his grandma right now. So we can record our very first episode of season three. Yay. I'm doing jazz hands. You can't see them. <laughs> <laughs> um, this season we're going to talk about our very anticipated return to normal. And I put normal in air quotes because I don't know how normal we will be this yes. year. It's yeah. kind of hard to say. It's not really post-pandemic yet. It's still kind of tail end. There's some places that are still holding on to certain restrictions and stuff. And fair enough. Yeah. And, and like, I'm kind of confused because I was like, they let go of all the restrictions here in BC, but then they didn't say that the pandemic was over. So I'm like, are we in a pandemic? Are we not in a pandemic? I don't know. But this is the first season since 2019, wedding season that is, not podcast season, um, that we are going to have dancing and no masks no anything actually like there's no government mandated restrictions like it's almost like it's 2019 all over again <laughs> but we're going to talk a little bit about like what we're seeing still that's kind of like left over from this like covid hangover we've all got so I'm not going to spend too, too much time on the past because we've all lived it. And I know that many of us are like thinking and looking at our like past selves being like, you thought this was only going to last two weeks, girl, <laughs> were you wrong? Especially me. I was just like, I can't believe like I like towed that line when I was talking to our couples of like, don't worry, it'll be over in two weeks. <laughs> but I feel like I'm not the only one. I feel like we all felt that way. Even like coming home and working from home, we were like, oh, it'll be fine. We're in our little one bedroom apartment. You know, yeah. it's just going to be a few weeks. We'll be fine. Yeah. But then it was like, can you take your face away? Like, <laughs> I don't want to stare at your face. And also too, it's really hard to do video calls at the same time in the same space. Like you actually literally have to have somebody go to the other side of the room or just like in the bedroom. So yeah, you definitely learned that a one bedroom apartment was not the thing if we were going to be home all the time. But in terms of weddings, I'm going to sum it up. 2020 was going to be a huge, and I mean huge in capital letters, year for everyone. I mean, industry, the wedding industry, the hotels, tourism, our couples, because come on, it's an even number. <laughs> and like, you name it, and that part of the industry was gearing up for the busiest year that any of us had ever had. Like, I know it was going to be our busiest year. Like, we had a record-breaking 26 weddings booked 
script for that year. And we had our team of lead planners and assistants and like everybody was like ready to go. And then I feel like overnight, basically everything came crashing down. And like all of a sudden we were supposed to be the experts, at least the planners. I don't know about the other parts of the industry, but like all of a sudden we were supposed to be experts at navigating this weird. And I say weird because like, yeah, it was really strange for all of us. Cause like all of a sudden we are looking at our contracts and like looking at other vendors contracts and like, it's just super unfamiliar to us and it's unfamiliar to our couples and, and everyone's just kind of like trying to help each other along. Um, and like, I know that like as 2020 went on, we got to do like some weddings, but they were super tiny. Like that's where the whole micro wedding thing came along. And I know like a lot of us were like, okay, we know that like 2021 is going to come along, but we're not going to just like, you know, clock strikes midnight and COVID's gone. We definitely did not think that, but I think we were hoping that it would get better, especially because it's like, okay, now we've been in this for most of 2020. It's going to be more of the same, but then voila, (laughs) we had variants and that just made it worse. And, and like, you could really tell that like the event industry was getting fed up and we were jaded from being constantly on guard because of the changing restrictions. And we were being treated as an afterthought by the government, even though like we read all of those PHOs, those many page PHOs and like, reviewed them with each other, reviewed them with the COVID hotline. And like, we just couldn't work to our full capacity. Like it just wasn't something that a lot of people could keep going on, especially if you're depending solely on that business. And so now we are in the midst of wedding season for 2022 and we've got several couples that have rescheduled their 2020 nuptials. And we've got brand new couples that delay their celebrations until things were looking up. So like they got engaged over the pandemic or like they got engaged right before the pandemic, that kind of thing. So before I dive into like the specifics of what we've seen change, I kind of want to touch on like Rob being somebody that's kind of in the industry and not, but not totally like in the industry, like I am, what have you noticed that's changed from like a vendor perspective or like from a couple perspective? I think the biggest things I've, I've seen change are lots of people are, are moving to smaller weddings. Lots of people are moving away from like the big multi-touch parts of weddings, like family style or, um, Buffet. Buffet style food. Uh, it seems like a lot more people are taking more thought about their event as well and looking to make it more kind of smaller and special and not make it as huge an event as mm-hmm. kind of previously. Yeah. It had been going. Well, it's funny that you say that because I know before, like the first thing I was going to touch on was guest count. And before the pandemic, I know we were doing like 200 person weddings, 
or more. Um, we had like an average guest count of 150 guests and like before it was not even a big deal. I know. Okay. I'm going to just say this as a side note. I know that there's going to be people out there that come from cultures that are like 200. That's a small wedding. (laughs) So I know that I come from a culture where, you know, thousand people is like a good sized wedding. Like that's no big deal. So I get it. But I mean like by Western standards, 200 is a big wedding. Um, and like that number shrunk because of whatever restrictions were in place. And then it would go up a little bit because we were allowed more people. But like I'm seeing that grass lists are creeping up and I don't know if it's because like people are trying to feel more comfortable or if it's because they made more friends during the pandemic, which, you know, that's great. <laughs> I didn't make more friends during the pandemic. <laughs> I feel like I did a good job just keeping the friends I have. <laughs> um, but like, I get what you're saying about like making it smaller. And I definitely do still see like the smaller weddings happening, but I have a feeling that people are going to want to celebrate loudly. And that number is going to keep creeping up for some people. I think it really depends on the couple. What do you think? Yeah, I think it definitely depends on the couple. I think that if your view of, the wedding is as a party, then you're going to try and maximize and get as many people. But if your view of the wedding is a ceremony to appreciate the bond between you and your partner, then I think we're going to see a divide between party weddings and, you know, more intimate weddings Mm -hmm. where it's just about that ceremony to celebrate. And like the community. Yeah. Yeah. About the community coming together. Yeah. I can totally see that. And I feel like that's where like, it's going to get very intentional on who you invite. Um, and I know that like the pandemic has also made people rethink who they're close with. Um, especially because we were all relying so much on technology after the fact. So that's definitely one thing I know Rob touched on food. Um, we saw on the West coast, a lot of buffets. And I remember talking to a florist that moved here from Ontario. And she was asking me like, what is with all the buffets? Cause she came from uh, an area of Canada that had mostly plated dinners. And I was like, I don't know. It's just the thing that we do here, but it doesn't seem to be that anymore. And I know Rob, you said that like people are not doing family style. I'm actually am seeing people still do family style, but they are seating just like the bubble at that table still. So that could be why they're still doing that, but I'm definitely seeing more people um, go for a plated dinner. And I'm still seeing canapé service though, like past canapés instead of like station canapés. Cause I know that was a thing for a little while too, because people didn't want more touch points. Right. So of like an actual physical person passing around the food. But I think because the people are masked, they've got gloves on when they're passing the food. That's becoming something that's like people are comfortable with again. And Okay. You all know how much I like cake. And I've noticed lately 
couples are getting cake that will actually serve all of their guests and they're using the cake as a third or a fourth course, fourth course in their plated dinner. Like I'm still seeing cupcakes. I'm still seeing other alternative desserts like donuts as an option as like a help yourself thing, but not as much these days. And I don't know. I know you like pie, but like, what is your thought on that? <clears throat> I think it's mostly just like moving away from that tradition of having a massive cake that you only ate part of and took home. Or was fake. Or was fake. Yeah, because a lot of the times the layers were fake. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this massive cake and half of it was styrofoam. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's moving away from that and being more conscientious about, you know, what you're putting into and what you're putting out for your guests. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know, like I just talked about like, you know, having self-serve stations like cupcakes and donuts. And that actually makes me think about like the fact that hand sanitizer, it doesn't seem to be going anywhere. (laughs) I feel like our decor plans with our couples still include bottles of hand sanitizer, like really high traffic areas, like the bar, the welcome table, where like your guest book is, um, the cake and dessert table. Um, and I also want to say that like, I still have noticed that people are a little bit more hesitant about shaking someone's hand or giving someone a hug. Um, if it's not something that they like, know. cause I know before the pandemic, there's a lot of people who, were just huggers, like just, I know Rob's raising his hand right now and like, doesn't matter. Like if they just met you, they were going to give you a hug. And I was always, I'm always the person who's like, I need some time. I need to get to know you. <laughs> then we will go um, think about this hug situation. So I'm kind of like, okay, that people are like a little bit more hesitant about hugs, <laughs> but like, I don't see Besides hand sanitizer, I don't see gloves and masks going anywhere, um, especially for people who are around the public a lot. Because I know, like, we just talked about servers and the canapes, but, like, I know that because of the pandemic, I'm not just washing my hands before I put down people's gorgeous cutlery. I'm actually wearing gloves now to put down their cutlery, and I'm wearing a mask because I don't want to, like, breathe all over their napkins and stuff because, like, the pandemic has made me, like, so aware of germs. (laughs) And I just want to make sure that, like, we're not, like, I don't know, inadvertently passing on something to someone by like breathing all over their napkin while I'm folding it. <laughs> it's funny the things we think about more now than we did, you know, three years ago. I know. And I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking to myself that you guys are going to be listening to this and you're going to think, Oh my God, Rad's just like a germ freak, germaphobe. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I just, I just have this like hyper awareness now because of the pandemic and The thing is too, is like as wedding professionals, we also have to think about being on point for the next wedding. And also if we're going to be bringing anything home to our families, because like now that we have a baby, we have to really think about that because he doesn't have an immune system like an adult. So all of that kind of stuff is like going through my head. So I really hope that like when we do see people wearing masks or gloves or whatever, that like they're not ridiculed for it because everyone has their own comfort level. And I know that's something that like 
everyone has kept saying throughout the pandemic, but I feel like we still need to remember that. I know I had talked about this really briefly um, at the very beginning when we were doing the recap of the last couple of years, and that's about contracts. So I know me personally, our contract did not cover anything about postponements because I don't think it's something that we thought would happen. And like, I guess like after that initial shock, like we all... Well, and you know what, if there's vendors out there that are listening to this that had a postponement clause in their contract, like I want to give you a round of applause. (laughs) Um, But like, yeah, we just didn't see it coming. And I know that like now that people are newly signing up, they're going to see contracts that are definitely more in depth that cover things like postponement that cover things, um, more in depth about cancellation and like the situation in which cancellation would occur. And also talking about like, if like something is government, government mandated and you can't have your event, like what happens then? Like that kind of stuff has all been pushed into our contracts. And I don't think a lot of us ever thought that was something that we needed to have. Um, and I know like Rob, you read contracts all day, every day for your day job. Did you notice anything specifically changing in other industries? Um, not really. Cause I work with the government and they've always had like a force measure or like a mm-hmm. act of God or whatever clause mm-hmm. in their contracts. And because they're the government, anything government mandated right. is kind of covered. Yeah. That under makes there. Sense. But there has been additional clauses put in for extended lead times and expense extended ship times due to, you know, supply chain issues and due right. to the pandemic based on those issues. Yeah. So yeah. And I can definitely see that also with like vendors who provide an actual product and not just a service, having that in their contract as well, especially because even though it's not pandemic affected, like say like if you're a florist and the weather is going colder than you expect it to, like it has this year, like that could definitely affect your inventory. Um, speaking of cold, (laughs) we have been noticing that people are moving towards outdoor private venues and hopefully with a tent, fingers crossed, because you never know because it's the wet coast. (laughs) And, um, I know that like there are still people who are opting for indoor or hotel weddings, but I like I've noticed for our bookings anyways, we seem to be trending for spaces where couples can essentially make their own rules when it comes to how things are laid out. So this goes back to what was stressed over and over and over through the pandemic by the BC government. Ventilation, ventilation, ventilation. But remember, if you have a tent with one wall, it means it is an indoor space. Is that still the case? Not anymore. Okay. But I mean, like... Yeah, that was a little ridiculous. It was very ridiculous. And I'm sorry, I have to bring this up because it still irks me (laughs) to this day that, like, the common sense just was not there. And I'm really glad that, like, that all got sorted out. (laughs) Because, come on. One wall does not a house make. (laughs) Um... The other thing I want to get into is like the nitty gritty. I've seen this go two ways. Our rescheduled couples seem 
very detail oriented and our new couples are aware of the details, but it's not like a huge stress on those details. And, and there's more like a focus on everyone having the time coming together and celebrating. And I think the reason that this is happening is because our rescheduled couples have had a long, long, long time to think about all the details and there's like a lot of expectation, especially if you've been planning this for three years. So I get it. Like you kind of get like hung up in the details and, and I think our newer couples have had some time to think about what was important to them. Um, and since they didn't have anything planned at the beginning of the pandemic, they aren't trying to make up for any postponed plans. And so like, it's really interesting because I feel like being a planner, I kind of get to like, see like the psychological aspect of it all. It's almost like Jane Goodall and the chimps. <laughs> yes. Wouldn't you agree? How so? Well, cause I mean, I get to be like observe and help put together like the puzzle pieces, but like, it's a very emotional time. And I'm there kind of just like observing and helping, but like, you know, not and trying to like honor the couple's wishes. I just, and I, this is something that I've noticed and I don't want to say that like it's bad in either way. I just think this is a really neat observation, um, in terms of like expectation versus reality, especially with social media and all the new social media trends and everything that have come out, um, since, the pandemic because we've all been stuck at home on our phones. <laughs> <laughs> so it's more like seeing a mentality shift between mm-hmm. people who, who were planning post pandemic and people who were planning during the pandemic. Yeah. Cause like, I also feel like if you're somebody who's had to reschedule two or three times too, like your hopes get dashed every time. Right. And so it, it almost gets like there's this like hyper focus of like, it has to be the best day ever. And I know that's already what people want you to think when you're in the wedding industry, that that's kind of like the marketing ploy that's there. And it's like, yeah, I get that you want it to be like a day that everyone talks about and remembers fondly. Um, but I also want to make sure that like our couples aren't super stressed out about the details. And I hope that like we help take that stress off their plate because at the end of the day, like we're the ones who are the ones setting it up and taking it down. And you know, sometimes things happen like weather and no one can control that. Just like no one can control what happened with the pandemic. But yeah, I, and I sympathize with everybody involved in either rescheduling or like getting engaged over the pandemic and like, you know, having to like wait it out. It's just, it's, I think it's very interesting, um, how it's being approached depending on the person and, and the couple and when they got engaged or when they had planned for their celebration. And speaking of celebrations, uh, dancing was a big one and like we were in footloose for quite a long time and it's making a comeback, but I am also seeing couples who want alternative activities like board games and karaoke. And that is something that was kind of like trickling in before the pandemic, just for like people who didn't want to dance because there was always like some people who like to dance and some people who didn't at weddings. 
Um, but then it became, okay, well, I'm going to have a dinner reception. How am I going to amuse all these people if they can't dance? <laughs> so then it became, okay, we're going to have board games and karaoke and music bingo and like all these different activities that were being planned for people so that they could still have a good time and still, it still be interactive. Um, I like though that like people are not subscribing to the norm of like, we have to have dancing because it's what you would do at a wedding and they're going like different ways as well. So they're still being like, it's okay. I don't want to do this. I want to have like a lounge vibe and I want to have board games and like all these different activities. And I like that that is happening now that people are realizing that they can definitely go outside of the bubble. There doesn't have to be a stress on dancing. And I know when I talk to people, I kind of approach it with a, Hey, are you happy that dancing is back? Because I don't know if that couple is excited that dancing is back because some people are probably relieved. <laughs> and, and I think that like a lot of things actually changed over the pandemic too, because like another thing that we're seeing is virtual weddings still being a thing. If people can't make it, there's, there's still an option for them to watch the wedding virtually. And I don't think that's going away. Um, especially if people are having opting to have less people there with them in person. So that I think is a nice way to still include everybody and still, um, essentially have the best of both worlds. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. I know I talked a lot during this episode. You did, yeah. <laughs> um, Rob is getting over a little bit of a cold, so that's why I didn't hear from him too much this time. But we are super happy to be back. And we will have, as always, a new episode every Wednesday. And if you haven't heard, we do also have podcast merch. We've started with stickers and some cute little buttons. They include MJ, our lovely cat mascot that you know has been unwillingly roped into this because she's a cat but hey they're cute um so check that out and we will see you or talk to you next week and so in the meantime stay rad <laughs>